pase, pierna derecha, directo al arco, golazo, 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 golazo. You are now listening to TWC Football Podcast. Yo, what's going on, people? Welcome back to another episode of the TWC Football Podcast. I'm your host today. My name is Ade. I'm joined by Steve. Thank you for having me back. That's always my pleasure. And Ife. Yeah. Okay, guys, before we get into it, let's make sure we get all the housekeeping out of the way. So make sure you're following us on all the socials. That's TWC Football everywhere apart from Twitter, I believe, where we're still the weekly canon. But you can find us on YouTube, TWC Football, TikTok, TWC Football, Instagram, TWC Football. So, um, yeah, if you guys, um, you know, if you agree with what we say, if you disagree, make sure to get involved in the discussion. Uh, we've got something cooking up, actually, that um, we'll announce real soon. Um, just somewhere that you guys can, you know, we can kind of grow our community where we can all talk football. We're going to try and sort out a discord server for you but once that's up and running you guys will be the first to know um and yeah all that done how have you guys been once again i say the same thing but just grateful to be alive you know that's good man that's good you know that's all we can be grateful in this life if how are you man too bad you got anything anything you want to get off your chest or no, not really, do you? No, I'm good, man. I'm all right. Like Steve said, grateful, you know? Can only thank God. Uh, Steve, are, are you, you're a bit distracted there. Are you looking at your my, cat? My cat is... Like, he's absolutely destroying um, this bit. Basically, I just had a bit of yoghurt before we started this, and he's actually ripping it to shreds. And I'm just wondering when he's going to stop because there's nothing in the pot. Just wondering why he's doing this because I've just fed him. Like he he eats a lot of food, so why is he doing this? Oh man, you, you, and I just I'm just looking at him and he's looking at me. I'm just wondering why he's doing what he's doing. Cat problems, man. This this is why you know you gotta be a dog guy. I'd love you know? to have a dog. Dogs are ten times worse, though. Yeah, nah. they are. Do you, do you think dogs yeah, are ten yeah. times worse? You can't even argue that. They they are problematic, but come on, like dogs are more lovable than cats. True. Yeah, I ain't got nothing against cats, but they're just a bit, you know, a bit sneaky. But anyway, boys, let's get straight into the football talk. We are another week down in the Premier League. Arsenal still undefeated. Um, Man United doing Man United things. Ange Ball is in full effect. What else has happened in the past week? Um, has there been any transfers? Any major transfers? Mbappe's back with PSG. Mbappe is back at PSG. That's so funny because was it not last week you guys were ripping PSG to shreds? I just think their team's not very good. Even with Mbappe in it now? Mbappe's amazing. The Ripper's team are very good. That's that's a good addition. And uh, Kyla Mouani? If he signs, I mean, that's a a nice front three. Yeah, if they they get that, that's okay. That's a much better front three than what they put out the week before. So what would you say? What position is Mwani? To striker. She can right. play wide. Yeah, he can play wide. Oh, okay, okay, cool. But then they also, but they, it, I don't understand it as much because 
if you're going to buy Mwani, why would you buy... They bought that Portuguese, you know, the guy that's got a hat-trick at the World yeah, Cup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ramos. Yeah they, yeah, yeah, they bought him as well. So, like... They did. Well, I guess, got depth or something, I don't know. Right. Um, where should we start, lads? In fact, to be fair, I've, I've got um, I've got my notes here. You guys know how I do. I always take notes of what's happening in the game week. And um, I had a question I wrote down. I don't remember why I wrote it down, but... Who is your second team and why? I don't have a second team. I just, I can't do it. I've never been able to do that. I have teams that I like. I like watching them play football, but I don't have a second team. Right. If you had to pick a team that you enjoyed watching their football the most. Liverpool. Really? Yeah. Mate. I I watched a lot of football this weekend and I I went out of my way to watch Liverpool at 3pm. Okay, we're going to talk about Liverpool. So that's that's your answer. If what about you? Yeah, Real Madrid. Can we can we stick to English teams, please? Sorry, oh, we, oh, you said in. Oh, you meant in England? Yeah, like, do you have a second team in the league? Oh, uh, not in the league, no. Oh, fair enough, fair enough. I I'm mean, stuck. I, I mean, I, I don't mind. I don't mind Chelsea. Like, I don't mind Chelsea. I Chelsea. Mind, yeah, but then that's just that's just because I, especially when I was growing up, I had. I had people who like played for Chelsea, so oh, so just cause, and like and actually going to like the I went out uh, that I went to that Cobham like a few times as well. So just like being there, kind of just like, like oh, okay, yeah, it's nice to see them do well. But and then I'm saying just got drop like yeah, I just knew a couple of Chelsea players. <laughs> no, I hear it though. I hear it. But I don't. I don't. I don't say I support them. I don't. I mean, I I don't like. I had to pick. I don't. Uh, I mean, I I don't mind them doing doing okay. See, no, nah, I don't. I don't. I, I can't even say I, I'm gonna have a second team in England. I think right now it's between Brentford and Brighton for me, and I can't decide who. You the hipster, isn't it? No, I, bro. I, I like. I like. I think they're amazingly run football clubs, both of them. Like Brighton, just look at what they've done in the past few years, um, and Brentford as well. I like Brighton. You don't like Brian? I think they play good football. They play good players, but I don't. I don't like the way they move in the chance. The way because of the way they move really? in the transfer market, I don't like it. But why not though? They let their players go. Like they they sign these players. Well, no. Like- what 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 they done? What they done with Caicedo is like obviously like at, at the end of the day, at, now the saga's finished. It looks yeah. like they like it looks like they like they like won. it's it's kind of they won or it's worked out for both parties because like. Casario has got to go to like Chelsea and like they got what they wanted for him and stuff like that. But yeah. like just the way like don't I just I, I don't I don't I don't really uh, I respect them. I feel like um they get their players in on cheap. They know that they're not a top six club. They know they're not an elite side. So if their players want to go, they always say that their player can go. But when their player has gone, they always have a ready. I a don't re- agree with that. Really. I don't think they let their players go if they... They don't. They don't. They, look what they, they did with Caicedo. They dragged their feet through gone. the mud. Hmm? They dragged gone. Them through the mud. Bro, and for I've, 116 million. Like... Yeah, yeah, but they've let him go. They just wanted they, him... They, I, I, he no, wasn't like that. Right. No, nah, bro. Like he was pre- he's pretty much on Shrek. He was on Shrek. Yeah. Right, they've let him go at a fair price. What, what they... Fair what price. Fair it's not a fair price. what Brentford did. Brentford allowed David Raya to go on loan to Arsenal. Yeah. Because he wanted to go, like they helped him out. That is more a better example. Yeah, but, uh, okay, Alex McAllister. Alexis. There was, was a release clause in his contract. Alexis McAllister. That was a, that was a release clause. There was a release clause. 
Yeah. If you didn't have that, do you think do you think they're not especially after winning the World Cup, there's no way. I I need to go, I needed to go back and have a look at why he went for so cheap. Because they let their players go. No, I think I think that he was on a last year contract. There's no way because they're but, bastards, man. Yeah, because <laughs> no, because if, if if they let their players go, Caicedo would have been would have come to Arsenal in January. Brossard. He last that, year that, that, that he and and fell out he, with the coach. Yeah, he fell out with the coach. Even Ben White, Ben White, Ben they dragged that they dragged their feet through their mud with him for us with us. Yeah, because they're trying to get what they feel these players are valued at. No, they're not. They're trying. They're trying to get over the market because yeah. like. Because yeah. if, if you're trying to get what Caicedo is valued at, we offered, what, 70 million in, in January. They probably would have taken oh. that. If, yeah. like, in, in this window as well, they would have, like, I think Chelsea at one point, they, they even offered 80 million. Like, if, that's, if, that's, that's a brilliantly ran club. They're doing what is best by them. Like, think about it. And to be fair, players can say what they want, but they're given a platform to play football, to do their thing at Brighton, and then they sell them onto the to the club of their dreams. Like, it's a win-win. We're just angry because we're, we're not getting the players that we wanted. Mm, like if Arsenal that, was running like that, would you like you'd be happy as a fan? You'd be very happy as a fan. No, would but I'm not? just going to what your your point was. I think they are well run, and I think yeah. they're getting really yeah. good fees. But you said they give their players what they want. Okay, so, fair enough. I don't think they do. I but, think they but, make but it to be really fair, in, in the long term, they do though, isn't it? Because they do let them go. They could just let, like, okay, you're gonna see out your contract. Yeah, yeah, true, yeah, true. No, like, but then like, it's it, it's not it's not like that because like they 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 like they drag their feet through the mud until it gets to a point where the offer is like they like they have to because like if if like you now because if they if Chelsea offered 150 million and they turned it down. Yeah. Like and they said that's 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 where that's stupidity. That's not okay. Yeah, we let we're letting you go. This that's where like it's got to the point where the offer's just like it's it's just like too good. Like we can't we can't not accept this. Even though eighty million is that same thing, especially considering like they what bought Casado for like five million or something like that. But um, yeah. like I think I think just like compare it to like Borussia Dortmund. The way the way Dortmund set um or back in the day used to sell. If I I don't respect I don't respect that. Why not? Why? Because they're because they their actual title challenges. But they they, they they need the money. That's 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 how they sit. That's how they sustain I, themselves. I, I don't I don't respect them because I feel like they almost give the title to Bayern every year. Like when they sold Lewandowski to Bayern, you went on a three. Huh? You went on a three. Oh damn, Fez. I got that. I got that one wrong. But to be fair, no, when they but quite a few players have gone to. Actually, did yeah. they all go on freeze? It's, it's um, only got I think Gertz. I think Gertz was the only Gertz when like they bought him. Then hum, was it Hummels that went to Hummels? Oh, yeah, yeah. Hummels I think Hummels went. Yeah, sorry, I I just like. But then, like, but then, but then, like, sorry, back to Dortmund. Dortmund, that's their philosophy. Like, yeah, they are title contenders because they're like, yeah, but typically it, they're better than the league. But they don't. I respectfully, I don't. I don't think it's a good strategy. I don't think it works because how many Bundesliga's have they won in the past what twenty years? Not a lot, but that's that's what they have to do. They they're not like Bayern don't have, to, and even that like now Bayern are kind of struggling a bit. Bayern mm. are, are probably like the only team, actually, probably them and Leipzig because Leipzig are actually loaded. But um, Bayern and yeah, Leipzig, no one wants to go to Leipzig. Though. Yeah, exactly. But Bayern are the only team in that league apart from Leipzig that can like say, yeah, we're we're not gonna. 
we're not going to like sell our best players. Like Dortmund have that. That's it's how they it's how they make money. I get that. I understand what you're saying, but then you know, look at what it's done to the competitiveness of that league. Like yeah. it's, do you know what I mean? But anyway, getting sidetracked, guys. Let's go back to the Premier League. So the biggest game this game week. In fact, should we start off with the Arsenal because we played yesterday, or should we go to the biggest game, which I believe was Spurs Chelsea? Sorry, Spurs Man United. Where do you I want think to start? We start there. Yeah. Spurs Man United. Yeah, I think we'll start. So that was contested at um, White Hart or New White Hart Lane. I I don't know what that their stadium's called. It's Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Hot stadium. Tottenham Hotspur Hot Stadium. Sorry, Hot sorry. Hotspur Stadium. So um, yeah, obviously going into this one, I don't think. You know, many of us really knew what was going to happen because it's a new, a new forms Spurs side under um, Postecoglou. So that's it. Yeah, Ange Postecoglou, um, and then Man United, who you know, it doesn't seem like they're firing on all cylinders right now. Um, it ended two 0 So Spurs. I didn't manage to watch the game, but I, I have seen the highlights and I have seen some analysis. You know, timeline analysis of how the game went. Um, who wants to talk us through it? Did it match up to your expectations or were you like, damn, you know, shocked on the day to see what you saw? Um, I, was, I was shocked at the lineup from Ten Hag because uh, given what we saw on Monday night against Wolves, um, I thought we'd see a change in shape, not shape actually, but change in personnel. Um, we saw Spurs against Brentford last week. Last weekend, then they were really good in midfield. Basuma um, and Madison were getting in good central areas and you know picking pockets and making stuff happen. So, given what we saw against Wolves um, with United and the amount of space they were vacating, I, I just thought, yeah, like you know, we should see something different. But no, he went through the same lineup. Um, Garnacho had a poor game against Wolves, but he started him. And yeah, it was it was two teams that you can see obviously have their deficiencies. Like there was a lot of um, the ability to sift through each team was there. Like I felt like Spurs could put three or four passes together. And then I think in the first minute, Son had a chance where he slashed the board and it went out of play. But I just felt though it could take four or five passes and yeah, you're through into the final third of the opposition. Um, United, I know obviously they lost the game, but after the first five minutes where Spurs started fast, I thought they were they had quite a few opportunities to to um take the lead in the game. Um Bruno played a nice Rabona to Rashford. I think that was offside for that header. Um Bruno also had that chance from Luke Shaw's cross, the header that went over the bar. No, he missed it completely, didn't he? Um, yeah. yeah. They they call they trapped Spurs a few times when Spurs tried to play in the first phase and I think Poro got pressed. So yeah, they were they weren't comfortable. I wouldn't say they weren't in complete control because they were still conceding space. I still felt like Basuma could have done what he wanted whenever he wanted. Madison was finding his pockets. Son was a threat. Like his roles changed a bit under Ange, where he's like more of a wide player and mm. then sort of like a you know, a, a, a forward that plays in behind. I heard, sorry to cut in, obviously I didn't watch the game, but with the analysis that I saw, apparently the two, both of Spurs' fullbacks were inverting in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But do you think Son's obviously now going to be the guy holding the width on the left-hand side then? 
Yeah, it seemed that way. It seemed that way. There was a few times where, obviously, we know Aaron Wan-Bissaka is very good 1v1, but Son, like, cut inside a few times and looked to threat because, obviously, we we questioned, well, I definitely questioned if he still had that burst on him last season. But, yeah, he looked fresh and looked fit. But overall, yeah. um, How did Maddox play? Because I'm seeing a lot of good stuff about him. He's coming in. Apparently, he's just fit into the team like a glove. He's he's quality, though, isn't it? Like, he's quality on the ball. He's... You know, shimmying, knitting things together. Him and Basuma are looking really good for Spurs. So, yeah, encouraging. I guess we can talk about second half as well. Yeah, continue. If I, what were your thoughts on the game? Um, yes, that's similar to what what um, Steve said in the first um, first half. It was a lot more. It was a lot more even. I feel like it was a bit more of like peerage or like United were on top, and then like Spurs were on top for a little bit. Um, but then, yeah, in the second half, I think it kind of just got out of hand for um, for United, and it's it's not even like okay, yeah, it was like a four 0 game or anything like that. But then, like second half, like United, sorry, not United, Spurs' dominance just got more and more and more, and they would just get like like Steve said, Basuma was he was able to do whatever he wanted. He had all the time, he had all the time he wanted on the ball. Um, Madison was just getting into whatever pocket he wanted to get into, getting on the ball, the combinations were looking nice. And then so that I think that's where it kind of got out of hand and like United were kind of just they were like run they were I won't say they were like completely sexed or anything like that, but they were like they were like run ragged, if that kind of makes sense. And do you reckon it was a it was a fair result then? Because judging off the highlights, it looked like United had chances. They so did. they did, yeah. To be fair yeah. to them, they did first half. But second half I, I mean, I feel like it's a bit of a theme. Obviously, it's become um, a bit... Well, it has become a thing. They haven't beat anybody away from home against the top nine yep. Premier League sides from last season. Yeah. Um, but they completely capitulated when that first goal went in. I felt like um, there was no real answer. Anthony had a chance in the second half, hit the post. But other than that, I can't think of too much where I thought, yeah, United could get into this so yeah they've got a real problem I don't know if it's a mentality thing but and that was my next question analysis wise obviously you guys seeing what you saw what is not connecting with Man United Mm. you know this season we're going to try to get more guests on as we used to so we're going to get some United fans on to really discuss tactically what's going on but what do you guys think it is like what's not is it the fact they don't have a nine midfield that's looking a bit frail like what's, that's what's... definitely a thing because everything that went up to Rashford obviously we know it's not number nine everything that went to Rashford just kept coming back he wasn't he didn't play well Um, and the midfield for me like I don't think you can vacate as much space as you do when you don't have the ball when the way United do when they leave Casemiro alone on an island. Like, obviously, yeah. he's been a world-class DM, but you can't cover as much space as he has to at the moment. It's it's too much. And he makes some decisions, especially when United turn over the ball, they lose the ball. He jumps out and he tries and wins the ball up the high. And I just don't think he... You think that's by instruction? He's ever going to get there. Like he's not. Tw- you're not 26 anymore. Like you it's... think it's by instruction, or do you think it is what you just said there? Like he just still believes in his source. It's got to be that. I don't believe the managers tell him to do do that. That just doesn't make any sense because who's what? That, 
two passes and then uh, the Spurs attackers are straight against yeah. United's back four. So I, I can't imagine it's that. Yeah. Okay. But, um, yeah, the midfield's a problem. And I, I think especially because like, like, listen, I don't, like me personally, I don't, I don't really think Bruno is, I don't, I don't think Bruno is that good. But I don't, mm. I don't think he's a bad player. Is that if that kind of makes sense? I, yeah. I wouldn't say he's crap or like he's not good enough or any of the stuff. Like, I he he is like a good, he is a good player. Maybe I should say I don't, I don't really rate him. Yeah. But obviously, he has got qualities that you would want. But especially when you have, especially having someone like um, a Bruno, Casemiro, and Mount midfield, it just doesn't really work in my opinion because you've got someone like Bruno who. He's very good in the final third, but he's not like he's not a. Uh, first of all, he's he's played as a cam like a lot of his um, career, but he has played as an eight. But he's not. He's more of a final thirds player. He he tries. A, he does make a lot of risks. He he likes to play that first. Like he likes to like like create chances. Yeah. And then you've got um and then you've got Mount as well, who is like on paint. The profile looks like he is. Like you think, oh yeah, that'll be like a nice like eight, but he's in his career, he's never really played then, he's never really shown it. He's kind of like a 10, and he's kind of another one who's like not like an amazing passer. He's just he's got like good work rate, strikes the ball well. Mm. Like it's like he's like, yeah. And then Casemiro, who is a good obviously he was a world class DM and stuff like that. And he's got the technical ability because you don't play for Real Madrid for that long without having it. But again, mm. even in the side at when he was at, at Madrid he wasn't being tasked to be like the main controller, like collecting the ball. He was, he was like a, he was like screening the defense, winning the ball back, contributing. And he had guys like Cruz, who's like a pass master. He had Modric, the pass master. So you've got three guys in your midfield who none are actually that. Yeah. Okay. You can, you can give me the ball. I can have like, I don't know how many touches you, I can have like I don't, I don't, I don't know how many touches you get, but like, do you know what I mean? Like, you, you don't yeah, have a guy in that yeah. midfield who, like, the ninety minutes, who, okay, yeah, who's gonna have? Yeah, I'm gonna be that guy. I'm gonna make forty passes in this game. I'm yeah. gonna keep like keep things ticking. Like, you know, like for example, the way Rodri, like, you know, um, City have it with Rodri, or like, or like maybe Bernardo Silva, or like Gundogan at the time, or like yeah. with us with like, um, Party. There's, or, like, there's no Tony. dominant figure like, like running the game for them in the midfield, basically. Yeah. Like you, like you, you basically got three guys who like, although their midfielders are quite like turnover prone. Yeah, and then like, like they've they've come from skulls. They've come from guys like Carrick. They've come from guys like, you know, guys that just to be fair, even a Paul Pogba. Say what you want about him, but he could at least, you know, kind of control the game. But yeah, like you said, now they've got the Scott McTominay is the Freds. Well, Freds left now, isn't it? He's gone now. He's at front of yeah, he's So um, it'll be interesting to see. It doesn't look like they're trying to get anything done for central midfield, unless I've missed it. I think they're trying to get that Amrabat, or like I, I've seen it, but I've not seen anything since. Um, yeah. So obviously, off of what you've seen, obviously only two games in. Are we revising our predictions for them for the end of the season? Do we still think they're going to get top four or top five? I should say they should. They should do. I just. Um... I'm going to wait till the window closes. I feel like they'll get a midfielder in because it's so bad. It's so glaringly yeah. obvious. I feel like I'll just get it done. But um, we're getting to the point of the window now where whoever comes in, it's going to look like a desperate signing. Like, one if thing... If they get Amrabat, then no. 
Yeah, okay. Fair enough. That's fair enough. Like, yeah. it, it might, I don't, I think it does depend on who the player is as well because, yeah, it may, it's like late in the window and it might not even be someone that um, they've been linked with consistently. But if the, the signing is like a quality, and I wouldn't really see it as a desperate signing. But, but then look, look at the midfield market, Black. The the top quality signings are going for 100 mil plus. So mm. it's going to have to be like an endo at Liverpool type signing where it's someone that fits I, uh, the profile but isn't necessarily known because even Amrat, they, they, they're, in, Amrat sorry, they're in a great position because they know United are going to be desperate. If they want to slap another 10, 15 mil on that, United yeah. are gonna have to pay it. So, yeah. True. but yeah, but I, I, but I don't think they're gonna. Ha- I, but I'll be very surprised if they end up getting some for like a hundred mil purely because I don't. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, I don't purely, see that. I don't. But the thing is, the reason why I don't see it happening is because I feel like the market or the players that were would have kind of come, like commanded that fee going into this window are gone now. That's exactly my point. So whoever comes in now, are they going to be the standard, like the standard quality that they need? I think yeah. It's it's it'll, it, 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 uh, it remains to be seen, but I feel like they probably could get someone good. But I I think I think they need another. I think they need another attacker because one thing about United that I was like, which which why I didn't really even like see them as that threatening like that is they don't have goals in their team like that. Like obviously outside Rashford, of Rashford, yeah, like, of Ra- Rashford, like, Ra- yeah, Rashford done amazing last season, and and everything like that, and even in, and even then, like it was like it was a contract year in it, so like I don't I don't know okay. like knowing Rashford, I I don't I don't fully know if he's gonna like replicate that next um this season, but um yeah, they just don't have like they they just don't have enough goals in the team, and like even against us, even against Spurs on the weekend. If they did have that goals, maybe it's not a two 0 game. Maybe they like they go they go one 0 up in that first half or yeah, like two 0 up or something game. like that. It's a different game, that's true. Right, one um one person that probably could have helped their team out. Um, you know, we we can't ignore the situation. We can't pretend you know like it's not happened. So United have obviously come out with a statement this week saying that Mason Greenwood would not play for the club again. Um, it looks like they're going to look to sell the player. Uh, what are you guys' thoughts on that? I, I don't mind kicking us off if if you guys want to think about it. No, I, it's, it's, I, I think it was clear that he couldn't play for the club again. I just, I didn't see how they were going to try and get around that. Obviously, the plan was the athletic Adams, Adam Crafton yeah. reported that um, Richard Arnold had actually, he was talking to people around the club about obviously announcing how they're going to bring up Greenwood. Early August, apparently the report states that um, the United higher-ups had made the decision that they were going to bring Mason Greenwood back. They they were informing members of staff at the club. Apparently they were waiting on the Lionesses to come back from um, the World Cup campaign to inform the Man United women's team. Um, it seems as though this is off the um, article. You guys go read it for yourself off the athletic. But apparently, um, they wanted to announce it, and then they realized that the Lionesses were still at the World Cup. So if they had done it when they had previously planned to, it just would have been a mess. So they thought, let's wait until after the Women's World Cup to um, to report it. 
I think Adam Crafton and the Athletic, they obviously caught wind of the conversation of the um of the decision. So they were gonna write an article basically stating this is what's gonna happen. They wrote out to Man United to say, like, obviously this is what we're gonna report. United, I think they gave them um United asked them to extend their right of response. I think that's what it's called. So basically the way it works is when journalists want to write a report about a club, they go out to the club and they say, this is what we're going to say. The club can either accept it, they can either comment on it, or they can just not. United asked for this period to be extended. And then they came out with this statement the other day saying that no decision has been made on Mason Greenwood. We're still running um, an internal investigation. So obviously... I think they, you know, they saw the social media backlash from the fans. And obviously I, I can't say this conclusively, but it seems as though judging by that reaction, they've now reversed the decision and they have said that, you know, Greenwood can't can't play for the club anymore. So that's the timeline of events, just in case anyone was wondering. Um, and yeah, Steve, like you said, um, as you were saying, it was untenable. Yeah, I just don't see how. Just don't see how the obviously we all saw the evidence. Well, we saw the video, we saw the images that were leaked or the the victim posted, and yeah, I I, I haven't forgot. I've only seen it once, and I, I haven't forgotten what I heard. So there was no way. Um, I just don't see how he was going to come back and play ever again. Like at this level, anyway having to go to away grounds, just thinking about the fans as well. Like the fan base have got to have somebody playing for their club that has has done that. I know he's young. I know he's obviously made a mistake, but it's too much. I think my biggest thing about it is, obviously I agree with the decision. I think they've made the right decision, to be fair. But why this decision should have been made a long time ago. Like when start of pre-season or whatever it may have been they should have just said okay this is what's going to happen green was not coming back and then they could have just gotten with it they could have you know kicked on sold him loaned him out done whatever and then they could have actually focused on the club focused on the football but whoever's running things at man united obviously they just continue to make bad decisions and and this isn't even like the arsenal bias coming in i know i am cheeky with it sometimes but like i just think this was poorly handled because the yeah. fact that it's now come to this, it's an embarrassment on their club, to be honest with you. Like, to, to put it quite frankly, it's an embarrassment on their club. Um, and yeah, they, they need to streamline, you know, something needs to change. If if they want to be successful again, they're not ran like a proper club right now, in my opinion. I've got to be honest. Because they lack leadership. Yeah, like it's something's wrong. Something is wrong. Something is definitely wrong there. But um, yeah, that's that's my opinion. I think it's the right decision. I just think it should have been made a lot sooner. So shame on whoever, you know, was in charge of that process. But that's really all I've got to say on the matter, to be fair. I think even like them, them like, um, what do you call it? Thinking of bringing him back. Even in itself is already like a massive, a, a massive problem. risk. Because yeah. like, apart from the, because like, Obviously, we know, like like she said, we obviously saw everything. We know what's what's happened. So there's that aspect from like a PR standpoint, and then like 
from an actual kind of like physical standpoint, you're now going to try and reintegrate a player who hasn't played football for like basically two, the better part of two years now. And this is what I'm saying. If they knew they, if they knew they wanted to bring him back, they should have done it at the start of preseason because then at least give him a preseason to try and build up his match. You've waited until now. And then let's say, let's say for example, they actually stood by their decision and brought him back. Okay. What? It's going to take about another two, three months for him to actually get reintegrated into the first team. So like, it's, it, but, but, it, but like, but yeah. even even that, even with that, say he now came in, yeah. and obviously we know the the talent he was before he before um this incident. Say he like he just didn't look the same. Say he was like he just wasn't good anymore. Yeah, you've now pretend you no, you've now basically like ruined your like your your club's PR, your club's image for someone who like. Hasn't, it's not even like it hasn't even been worth it. So, yeah. like obviously, I obviously like I'm, I, I don't I don't want to condemn him. But like, I, I, okay, I feel like I should con, I condemn what he's done, but, yeah. but obviously he deserves like a second chance and on and, and all of that stuff. But then like I I just don't think it would have been I don't I just don't like you said I don't think it would have been smart on any on any standpoint for like the club to bring him back. To like, or to give him that second chance at their club. Like, if anything, they should have said, "Okay, like he's he's not gonna be, he's not gonna be like he's not gonna play for us again." But mm. we're gonna help him like get the help he needs or like mm. rehabilitate or whatever. I think that probably would have been the best course of action because like the part where they have said this is someone that's been through their academy since the age of seven and stuff like that, and like I do feel like clubs should. And I don't know how much they do it, but clubs should like kind of help their players, not just on the pitch, outside yeah, the pitch. Yeah, they, have, they well. have like a care of duty. Um, yeah, a duty, a duty, a duty of care. Because like this is someone who's been like, like since he's seven. So he's messed up. I don't think he should have been like playing for the club anymore, but they should have like still kind of been able to try, like, try and like get him some sort of help. But yeah, yeah. At the end of the day, it's what it is. Right, okay. Let's move on from Man United and Spurs. Let's let's talk about the let's talk about the Arsenal. Um we played at Selhurst Park last night. We're recording today on the Tuesday. Um it wasn't the prettiest game for the 90 minutes, but you know, we got the one nil victory, one nil to the Arsenal, as they say. Uh Martin Odegaard with the penalty. Um the game also saw Tommy Yasu being sent off for two yellows, in my opinion, very, very harsh. I don't think the second one was a yellow, but, you know, these new rules and all that kind of bullshit, whatever. Um, but yeah, it was um, it was a good day. It was a good day for the boys, you know. They dug deep. It was an ugly win, but they got it. Declan Brass, Steve, I'll let you kick off with him because I know you've got a lot to say. You know, I thought he really grew into the game yesterday. Um he was it was a bit deeper than he was against Forest. I think the idea was for him to be more of a six against mm-hmm. um, Palace. And yeah, I, I would you know, I was I was just impressed with him. He really imposed himself physically. We know what he's like off the ball. He wins the ball back really well. Puts um when he gets into central positions, he does like to burst forward. I think we saw that once or twice as well. Mm-hmm. Um we saw him play that cute little pass to Eddie as well. So I think we saw a bit of everything, but even uh, late on when we were in that sort of low block, defending the league for the lead for the last 30 minutes, he was, he was just there, man. He's a proper, like, you can see his character, his personality 
in terms of how he plays and he's going to be, well, he's a great addition. You you can already see it. Um, you said it before we bought him. I think you called him the all-action throwback kind of sentiment. Yeah, yeah. So that, that classic Premier League Steven Gerrard type of Ooh, player. I not that far, but... Type, type. Yeah. As in he's good going forward, he's good going backwards. Yeah, and and, the, and physically he is, yeah, he's... Fits the builds. Yeah, he fits the build. He's really... He's a big guy and he's athletic. Um, mm-hmm. I'm really happy with him. And he plays minutes like he can play. He doesn't get well touch with, obviously. Um, yeah, he's been durable as well. So, yeah, I was really impressed with his performance. I was listening to his interview with uh, Monday Night Football after the game and he said that um, he just, he had the feeling, he said to himself like, oh, I'm just, I'm going to go out there and I'm just going to, I can't remember the words he used, but he said, I'm just going to show him sort of thing. Yeah. He did, man. He had a good performance. So, yeah, I'm excited by him. Obviously, the price tag is heavy. No, I don't think he's you know worth 105 million, but that's the market. And yeah, listen, really listen good. Man, he, he went silverware, and he's worth every penny because no one, no one has ever questioned Van Dyke's price. It's true. So you go out there and you perform like that week in week out. You win yourself some stuff. No one's ever going to question the, the price tag, man. And like you said, that you know, there's nothing really to add. He he played great last night. Um, it was nice seeing him. It, it, it was the little things for me. I think you said it in the group chat as well. Like there was um, there was a chance. What happened? I think we Eddie could have got a penalty, and then we lost possession. They're running back at us now, and then he's just there, just wins the ball back. Just I I don't know what it's like for you guys, but like that that what you said just there, yeah. Like I because we've got so used to this team and how they play. Yeah. When we turn the ball over, I just envision Thomas Party trying to get back. Yeah. Never yeah. really getting back because he's not got defensive. But Declan Rice just comes out of nowhere and just gets the ball. And, and that's like, oh, and, and right, that's that's right. why it's so that's why it's such a point because it's like we're not used to that. Yeah. I mean, even in the um the community show game, was it Bernardo Silva? He just chased yeah. down, just took the ball. Like we don't see what what Arsenal players been doing that. Yeah, it's true. But with due respect to Xhaka, like he was a unit and everything, but he like he he can't compare to what Rice can do going back yeah. and going forward as well. The the um was it the one two was it a one two with Eddie where he's played him in and then Eddie had that chance the second chance where he chipped it. Yeah 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 yeah. Mate, like he just he just like if if you watch it, it's like he just read it. He just saw, uh. just made the run, just done what. It's like bro, this is this is so. It's refreshing. It's refreshing. It's obviously only two three games in. But he looks like he can be a big addition. And like you said, personality-wise, he looks like he, you know, he's really here to to go up a couple levels. I didn't really love the comparison on Monday Night Football before the match. Did you guys see it? Roy Keane and Patrick Vieira. I didn't, uh, it it just, why even make a comparison when one player has played for West Ham for the majority of his career? It didn't even make sense to me. Yeah, I don't don't like it. What did they compare? The numbers of Patrick Vieira and working in comparison. It was goals, isn't it? Goals and assists, goals goal and contributions, yeah. and like that per ninety but, minutes. I don't. I, don't, I, I swear, Carragher said it. Like, what? I don't. I don't get two things. I kind of want to just. Obviously, I get you cost one hundred and five million over, but yeah. I don't get why you're judging a centre mid by like goals and assists, bro. Like, go like for, for a central midfielder, it just doesn't. It doesn't. If you're an attacker, I, like listen, I'm, I'm there. I, th- I think if you play in the final third, 
I, I think as good as you are and as much as you bring to your team and anything like that, if you play in the yeah. final final third exclusively, you have to be like contributing at least to like a, a, a reasonable level. Yeah. And then like number two, which I maybe might counter like interrupt my, my point, but if you've, if you've paid money for a player or if you've bought a player and said player has never really shown one thing, why are you suddenly now expecting Bro, this, this is actually to, do, to do it? This is actually what I'm saying. Like it was, it was actually baffling. I'm thinking like he's predominantly been an attack, sorry, a defense-minded player playing for West Ham. With all due respect to West Ham, they don't play the most expansive football. So yeah, they don't. The, the whole comparison to me was confusing. But yeah, uh, Rice's side, man. It was like I said, it was um, it was a good performance. If it, I'll let you get a word in because there was something that I didn't love, man. There was a couple of things I didn't love about it, but I'll let you, you go first. Um, to me with the game, like I said, it was, it was, it was a hard, it was a hard fought, it was a hard fought victory. Um, we had to, we had to earn those three points, especially after the red. I don't think we looked particularly like amazing going forward. And it, it kind of, um, it's kind of going on from, um, what I saw against Nottingham Forest, I don't think we were like, maybe for like little stretches, we looked good going forward, but I don't think at any point we were like, I was like, okay, yeah, we're like, we look amazing or like, we looked how we did last season. But um, I'm kind of okay with that just because I feel like we're kind of, the systems like changed slightly. We've brought players in, they're trying to find their role, they're trying to like get their feet. I don't think... I don't think a lot of our players are like fully fit. I don't think they're like a hundred, but not like they're they're returning from injury. But I, I don't know what it was about the preseason. But I, like from the whole preseason, everyone they they can be kind of look sloppy for the most part of it. Really and it's, football, man. Look at the past year. Look yeah, exactly. Like that. so, I'm I'm not I'm not I don't really blame them, or maybe they're just. But I think maybe it, it could be a thing where they're saving themselves. But yeah, I don't think any of our players are particularly like. A hundred percent. Maybe not fit. Maybe they are fit, but some of them. I don't. I do think some of our players aren't a hundred percent fit. But maybe the better word is that I don't think um a lot of our players are like a hundred percent sharp. They're at like yet, and I feel like that's going to take a couple of games to get into that. Which I'm okay. And with that, I kind of feel like I feel like we're going to have like a slow. We're going to have like a slowish start to this to this season and then not that we're going to be struggling to win games or anything like that but I feel like we're going to get through games we're going to win games just because of our quality now there'll be some games where we look really good but I feel like it's going to we're going to have to we're going to play ourselves into form and then I feel like by like mid-November that's when we'll start picking up and then I feel I feel like hopefully fingers crossed I feel like we're going to peak around the right time this year which hopefully which is which? Which I think is a good thing because I feel like last season, I feel like we peaked at the start of the season. I can't lie. I think even like, even yeah, no, we, we bro, look at the, look at the numbers. Bro, we, we yeah. look at us. We got fifty, 50 points 50 after points, nineteen yeah. games. Like, 100%, 100%. I think, I think if you look at the two, in terms of points and how we played, I think we looked amazing first half of the season. Second half of the season, we still looked good and we still had good games. But I feel by the end of the season, like it wasn't, it wasn't the same kind of level. So I'm, I'm so so that's why I'm I'm not I'm I'm not mad I'm not mad at it, um, but yeah and yeah I just feel like a couple of players like Havertz and Rice I've even though this is a good game for Rice and it's going only game week two I feel like those two still need to kind of like find their feet get like get get to grips with the team and get into that 
sort of form and same with the rest of our players. Yep, yep, yep. I, I agree mostly with what you said. Um, I want to give a quick shout out to Eddie Nketiah. I honestly believe that because he is Eddie Nketiah and because, yeah, literally because he is Eddie Nketiah, he just doesn't get enough praise. Like, I think he's just... Like, if that was Jesus yesterday, we're all ranting and raving about how great he was. Do you know what I mean? I don't, I don't know if you guys feel the same. I just feel like Eddie doesn't get enough praise for what he's been doing. I think it's because... um I think he's just from the academy, isn't it? Like, do you know what? I think we just want an upgrade as that number two striker. Yeah, I get it. And but it's, it's like he he's preventing that. I get it, but he but he's not playing bad. Like he's actually playing no, good. He's he's not. I I mean, I like him. After yeah. I mean, after that that run he had last season, when um Gabby was out, I yeah. was like, okay, right. This guy, we're watching this guy develop and become a player that we can rely on. Yeah. So, yeah, I've got no issues with him. He he, re- like what yesterday he works really really hard. So. Yeah, I think I think he's a pre- I think he's appreciated. But I think part of it is like we can see or either we can see or we know he's ceiling. So maybe that's where some of the frustration. That's, yeah, no, no, hundred percent, hundred percent, and and I get that. But I think when a player plays well, at least you know, come on, yeah, man, let's give, give him his, his yeah. yeah, just give him his views. That's it. Um, so yeah, a bit of a moan. Trossard, I believe, was our standout player in preseason. He's looked very, very sharp every time we've seen him, yeah. And I'm not a part of the Habits Hate crew yet, as as a couple others on this platform are. But I think in yesterday's game, Arteta made the wrong subs. And I and I generally don't think he gets his subs right. Because we didn't have to go into a shell and defend for the last 20. 25 minutes. We didn't have to do that. Like we've got the quality to have made to have made it a bit more of a game. There was no outlet by the time the game was done. And I think that is Arteta. Like it went well yesterday. But let's say, for example, one of their chances went in, or they got a penalty, or whatever it may be. You've shot yourself in the foot, in my opinion. Like, why would you why take off he took off Eddie, who was obviously an outlet. He took off um Martinelli. He took off. Did he take off Saka? Yeah, he took off Saka. And he took off Martinelli, who was stretching the pitch, like Steve was saying. Um, but that was and, as soon as we got the red card, though. Yeah, exactly. But he wasn't the one. He wasn't the change to make, in my opinion. Take off Hamlet. But could, but could, could you argue? Because, like, I got you mean, but like, I think thinking like now, yeah. like in two points, could you argue that maybe because of the side Palace are that like, they're very physical. They've got like tricky, tricky players. So, um, you want to have like guys who are solid defensively or physically on the pitch. Cause like, while I, mean, I kind of agree with you, like happen. maybe that maybe we should have like, like, like I said, Trossard's been on fire. So yeah. maybe he should have um, been brought on. But just not that he can't handle it, but imagine, imagine me just now thinking about Trossard against Palace with like some of the uh, midfielders and the players that they've got. They're all just like out, like, the phys- they'll, they'll be, he'll be at a physical disadvantage whereas like with Hazard, Havertz he's he, obviously like he doesn't it's, Havertz is weird because he doesn't look like he's like a physical like imposing player but he yeah. he holds his own like a lot like he yeah. I don't know if you saw like he he won the most um he won the most duels out of like everyone on the pitch yeah, not yeah. just um, with Arsenal yesterday and it was the same against Nottingham Forest so like he, win- he wins he wins his duels he is tall he's he can be that focal point so like 
could you not argue maybe that's why we kept him on because that's that's the only that's the only thing I can think of. With with Havertz, I just thought he would be better on the ball than what he's showing so far. So I had to go and watch this morning. I watched um his by Leverkusen highlights just to see what he was on, and he's better than this. I'm waiting for it because there's no way like. He's he's better than what he's showing us from a point. He's got better feet. He can definitely. I mean, he almost got an assist from the Martinelli chance that, that were within the first minute. To be fair, but outside of that, I just feel like we're not seeing enough technical security innovation. I just don't think we're seeing enough, and that's what's frustrating me because he is a sixty-five million. Like he's a good player. This, like, this why is are you awesome. playing like you're just a decoy guy? Like my argument to you is, it's two games, man. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course, but. When he's on the ball, it's just like there's uh, it's like a, a lack of confidence. It, it, I think he's got to settle in, isn't it? It's a different environment. He's playing like for a real coach now. He's he's probably being like from what we've heard about Arteta, there's a lot of tactical demands in it. So maybe it's just taking him a while to find his feet. That that's my only kind of caveat to it. I, I can't. You, I'm not going to defend like yesterday's performance. I don't think he was great yesterday. I've, I've got to be honest. I don't. But I just I don't think, think he was bad though. He wasn't bad. He no, wasn't it wasn't bad because he wasn't giving the ball away. The thing is with like you said, obviously you don't think he was bad, but with you kind of saying you don't think he was great yesterday, it kind of insinuates that maybe he wasn't good. But, I'm, but also, I'm going, what was he doing? The, the point is what you're saying to be fair. No, like, I, 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 I get what you're saying. saying. Is true. When he's on the ball, he's not really doing much. Like he's not, yeah. he, like he's not showing us nothing. To be honest, he actually yeah. isn't. Yeah, no, I, I get, I get you. But then, like, also with that, this, this is, this is what, like, this is why I, I, I do think he is maybe like Steve said because he's Chelsea, he's just never gonna get that proper love. But like, with him saying like, okay, yeah, he wasn't great yesterday. But then who like who was great yesterday? Apart from apart from Eddie, I don't think I don't think Sackle, I, I don't Eddie I don't think Sackle was good. I don't Eddie think and, and Gabriel as well. Yeah. But as in like going forward, I think going forward as, yeah, as a whole unit, I, I don't think we're good. I don't I don't think we're good. And then individually, I don't think Martinelli was particularly good yesterday. Like, I agree. He, he, like he struggled to get into the game. I don't think Saka was like good yesterday. I don't think um I think Eddie, Eddie I think Eddie was good. I, um, I don't, I don't yeah. think Odegaard was particularly like good. I don't think any of our attacking players was that good. So because because of that, obviously I know we're talking about Havertz performance, but I don't really see why worse why we need to say, oh, Havertz wasn't great yesterday when like like do you know what I mean? Like if if there were if like loads of people had standout games or like were yeah. really good and he wasn't, then I'd be like, okay, yeah, this but if everyone kind of wasn't good. I think Why what it is, is like we, singling, we, singling we've, we've seen the others in it. We've seen the others be good. Like we Habits is a new player. We need yeah. you to, to do something for us right now. Like we can give the others like a, a pass because you know Saka, we've seen him, Martinelli, we know what he's on. Habits, we're trying we're still trying to gauge what he is. So yeah. I think that's that's more so what why we're saying it to be fair. Um were there any more talking points on the Arsenal guys? Not, not for now. Uh, what do you think about the yellow card? I, th- I think, I think with the whole thing, yellow cards and red cards, I think, I feel like as a fan base, I do feel like sometimes we we always were always on like the wrong end of the stick when it comes to decisions. But then also at the same time, I feel like we do love to play the the ref the refs are against us card. I'm sorry because I'm sorry. because I, I I do I do think I do think it was harsh, 
I do think it was harsh, but at the same time, the referees have, like they've said this season, they, they want to stamp down on that kind of stuff. And I do feel like maybe, again, this may be us being on the wrong end of the stick. I feel like with that, I feel like the refs maybe wanted to like say, like use us as an example to say, look, this is like this is what is going to happen. Obviously, it's unf- like I think it'll be more unfair for us if if after this game, stuff like that doesn't happen more. But if it if it continues, like if like if like if it continues and players do start to get like second yellows because of like little things like that, then I'll be like, you know what, that's fair enough because they're trying to stamp it out the game. So I do yeah. think it's harsh, but I can under I can understand it in it. I'm, I'm just, I'm sorry. I'm not, I'm not buying it. Like, I, I get your point of view. I get where you're coming from. Like, it, it, the rules are the rules, basically. But if, if these are the rules, then, then flipping out. Like, what, what is, what's happening to the game? If that's the second yellow card, what is happening to the game? That is poor. And do you know, do you know what's, do you know what's so infuriating? The Man United game happened the other day. Onana smashes into a Wolves player last minute and it's, it's it's just the same shit that we're complaining about every year. Like mm. it's the inconsistencies. That's true. Um, I mean, I know it's a soft yellow, but like probably shouldn't have got so tight to AU and allowed that to happen. But I don't even think it's a yellow. I've got, honestly, I generally don't. But you did tug him a bit though. That's not like, anyway. Like, you you but, get booked for that, don't you? If you yeah. if you try and tug someone, you get booked. Yeah. So yeah. once you're in a yellow, it's just like, why would you take that risk? And and, and I guess they're trying to like stop the whole tactical foul thing because like obviously like City like they're famous for it. Like City do it so much, and like it's it's like so it's so like it's such a cheat code. Like it, it, and it should be stamped on more. But then like quick quick question. So. Generally, because obviously I get like you want to give it a yellow, but could you like is every foul technically can be a yellow card? Do you no. get what I'm trying to say? No. So so not every so 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 it's not so not every foul can warrant a yellow. Yeah, of course not. Of course it of course otherwise guys will be getting sent off all the time. obviously, like obviously it's a thing where like referees do use their discretion and like not they're not going to give a yellow card for every single foul that mm. for every single foul that's given but it's a thing where any foul because it is a foul has the potential to be yellow card but it's just like on, on, on how bad it, the foul is in it in my opinion but yeah whatever man is what it is we won the game gabriel big gabby ain't starting games i said in the group chat that i think this is arteta just trying to be arteta I, I would not be surprised if we heard the athletic come out and say that there was like an internal thing where whatever, whatever, and you know, Arteta just wanted to prove a point. Because I, I can't see why you would drop a player that's played 70 plus games. He's integral to how we build up, always has been. Like you, you want that left footed center half. We've known this. And then all of a sudden we're seeing Tommy Asu come in. We're seeing I don't, ben I don't agree. I because uh, I, I, I want to say a quick question. Did he, did Gabriel Ahama, did he play the community shield? Yeah. Because yeah. like for me, from my perspective, I think it's a thing where obviously the community shield, you played Ben White, Timber, Saliba, Gabriel. Mm. Obviously Timber gets injured. So first game of the season, he wanted to tinker. He weren't, he weren't injured first game of the season. No, t- I said Timber got injured. 
So like first game of the season, he wanted to tinker and like do the whole whatever he did against Forest. And then I, f- I feel like because we won that game, like typically like if you win a game with a f- and with a certain like system or formation, typically like unless there's injuries or like something, why would you really change the lineup? Do you know what I mean? That's 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 what that's that's my thinking as to why he didn't start this game. Personally, I don't I don't think it's anything more than that. Because like we can't we kind of saw it with like was it last season or the season before when um, no I think it was last season where you played against Liverpool and then he played Tom Yasu as a left back and he had a good game against Salah and then because of that he like he, he kept playing him just because like if you if you win like he's huh? he's been brought in to do a job I said with all due respect he was brought in to do a job against Salah like we know yeah that. yeah but I, I can't remember who our game after that was but our game after that was just someone that we did not need we did not need to be like so kind of quote unquote defensive against, but he still kept that, that lineup. And it's just because obviously you won the game. So mm. why are you changing it? That's, that's just, that's, and that, especially cause it's early in the season as well. That's my kind of thinking. If, if it was like, if it was, if it was a thing where like, okay, we play that gate, we play that lineup, then we had a champions league game. And then it's the, it's the, the game again. And he's still playing it. Then I could be like, okay, yeah, maybe there might be something there, but at the moment, we're playing like we're playing just once a week. We won second game in the season. Like we won with that team, that system. So why why really change it? That's just that's just me personally in it. But Steve, you you're gonna make a point. Yeah, I just think if you look at a system and a profile, like how Timber and or the auxiliary centre backs are playing, because it's like a back three in it. Salib's in the middle. He's our best ball playing centre back, in my opinion. You better have- than Ben White. But is Ben White centre back? I think Ben White's better. Is, yeah. I think Ben White's distribution is better. Got to be honest. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. So, like, you've got Ben White that sort of like played the right back position, playing right centre back. So you know he can get up and down the pitch if needs be. And then you've got Timber in the first game that obviously is a full back that's playing the left sided centre back. Mm-hmm. You've decided to put in Tomiyasu, like that profile just makes sense. Like I think Tomiyasu could match what Timber gave us, obviously not to the same level, but I don't think Gabriel could. It, it For me, I was just looking at what was on the pitch and it just made sense to me that I didn't think he would go for this lineup against Palace because I thought in a away game, you just want, especially when you're coming up against a front four of Edward, Eze, um, what's the other one? Are you... Are you, you know, like some bid, some athletic guys? I thought you just want Gabriel to come. It's the, the way he did towards the end of the game. Like you'd want somebody imposing, ready to head out things from the box because, you know, it can, it can get messy at times. But mm. yeah, if you're going to go over the same system again and you, you know, you're thinking, all right, we're going to come against a low block. We want the extra midfielder on the pitch. Um, then I, it made sense to me for it. Uh, like, I, I don't read into it. I know I was listening to um, Askcast today. I haven't finished listening, but James was saying that he, from what he knows, there's more to it and he didn't elaborate on it. I don't know if I'm you sure. I'm not. I'm not even surprised. I didn't even know that. I'm not surprised. Oh, but I don't, I don't, under, like, why would Arteta put results? Like, why would he risk results? Bro, I, I yeah, said to, he dropped a bang like, on, like, on do, North do, London. Do maybe the whole Saudi yeah. interest has like swayed Gabriel a little bit. But he's brought him on the pitch. Like if he was out of the squad, I'd understand it. But he's on he's on the bench and he's come on. Like we've needed him twice. I and he's come you, on. But it, it just it just wouldn't surprise me, man. Like 
I, I think he's he's like I look at Pep and obviously like he's taken a lot of inspiration from Pep and Pep. But then again, you could say Pep does it for tactical reasons. To be fair, I I just think I thought it was tactical. Unless like we see if we if for example we played a back four yesterday and Kivio was playing next to Saliba, then I'm like, okay, something's wrong. Yeah, because <laughs> why are you playing Kivio? But until I see something otherwise, I'm just going to presume it was tactical. Because why would you put put a, shoot yourself in the foot potentially? That's fair enough. But then you, you also look at it like. You can also ask the other question of this guy started 70 whatever games in a row. And then now he's not. Like that's like if Sako was dropped for a game and he and he just comes out and says, Yes, yeah, for tactical reasons, we're gonna ask questions like wait, why like what? Yeah, yeah. Like, we'd we'd ask the question. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah. I I, I, be- I I believe Gabriel was probably like our best pound 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 for pound defender. Yeah. Last season, so- yeah. Pure so, like, yeah, I don't know, man. Like, yeah, it's a strange I, one. Lissy, I think he should start the next game, but anyway, we'll see. We'll see. All right, guys, let's move on. Um, I'm gonna shoot through the results. Stop me when there's a talking point. Anything you want to just you just want to go through, yeah. So, Friday, we kicked off with Nottingham Forest beating Sheffield United 2 1. Um, huh? Yeah, it was a very bad game. I struggled with it. Oh, you watched it. Yeah. I would need how many goals is that in a row? Two. Oh, was it two? Did he I score? Sc- did he score a brace? Two. No, I don't no, think that was Chris Wood. No, yeah, he scored two he, and two. He scored back in the last season. He scored a couple back in the last season. Oh right, okay, yeah, yeah. I can't remember how many that is, but he he's looking like a decent player. Um, and Did then we got Tywo Awani. Oh yeah, he looks a player. Yeah, he looks decent for them. Um, so then yeah, uh, Brentford beat uh, Fulham three 0 they're looking decent. I think Mbwemo got a couple, didn't he? Mbwemo, yeah. Yeah, he got a couple. Uh, Liverpool beat Bournemouth 3-1. Anything? No no talking points? Yeah, Stevie. I watched that. Good game? Uh, it was. Like, a lot of these teams don't care anymore. Like, they don't care who you are. They'll just come and play their game, try and press you off the pitch and Bournemouth tried that. Is Trent still inverted? Is that is that continuing? He was, he was, he got um he got pressed for the first goal. What they're trying Liverpool? to they're still trying to figure things out. It's a new team. That's a new midfield, so I'm gonna give them time. But um yeah, let's see what they do. Did Endo start? Who? Endo. No, he didn't. He came on when they went down to Tamman. How'd he look? Looked fine, like yeah, just fine, yeah. It's just okay. Fair enough. Uh Bernie Luton was postponed, as you guys know. Yeah, uh, was it? Yeah. Why? Luton uh, Stadium. Luton Stadium. Oh, because yeah. oh, that oh, it was postponed. I thought it was just yeah. going to be um, thingied. Like, play the weight, like, just do the reverse switch or what? Brighton slapped the hell out of Wolves 4-1. Matoma um, starring in that game. Spurs, we've already discussed. Man City beat Newcastle 1-0. I'm not sure if you guys got that one. Did you watch that? Yeah, I watched that. I did watch that. Good game. Phil Foden was very good. Yeah. Okay. Apparently he's playing a more central role. He did. Yeah. It was it was more like it was a more central slash pop up wherever you want to pop up we're on it. Okay, free roll. Alvarez is like I love the way he strikes the ball. He's very good ball striker. Yeah, he's proper. He's proper. He's proper. Right. Uh and then onto the Sunday games, which was the Chelsea Villa slapped the hell out of Everton. Showing that you know it's just a blip. And then yeah, Chelsea... I'm surprised at that, but because like Everton. 
Because it's like, it's, it's short, like, the thing is, yeah, it's Sean Dyche, and they've got, like, everyone, they've got good players, isn't it? They're going to be in a relegation. Who? Who's their good players? Like, um, they got a Woby, Michael Kings, went up Pickford, Onana. Yeah, Onana. They're not good enough. They're not good enough. Sorry? Dan Juma. They've, they've got people there. In Dan Juma was on the bench. He has to come on. But to be fair, like typically with with, with like some, like, I'm I'm going off the Burnley days. They usually they they usually tended to like kind of start kind of like bad, and then when it got to like the thingy, they got like semi decent, and then like ended up being like quite comfortable. So maybe that's the case. But I feel like for like I'm sorry, like I don't know. I'm I'm really disagree. Like Everton, they've got a, they've got a good for a Premier League standard. They've got like a good. They shouldn't be in a relegation battle. They actually shouldn't. Let me let me tell you something, my bro. Until they've got a striker that they can rely on. Mm, that's a good point. Albert Lewin's out for a fractured face or something like that. Yeah. So then they're not going to score enough goals to yeah. to you know to do well, in my opinion. Um and that's okay. That is okay, you know. Not everyone's mm-hmm. cut out with Premier League. Um yeah, Chelsea, man. 3 1. West Ham. What the hell? Like they got Antonio looking like a pram Jogba. That's him though, man. He can give you that someday. He can, he can, he can, he can. He can. That's, that is very true. I'm not going to lie. But yeah, Enzo missed the penalty. Uh, Kindly scored a good goal to be fair, but I think he's done his, his um, ACL, isn't it? No. no, he's out for six weeks. Six weeks. Oh, six weeks. Yeah. yeah. He has surgery though. He has yeah. surgery? Yeah. yeah, he had surgery. He said he'll be out for six weeks. Okay. Oh, that's not bad. That's not bad at all. That's, that's good to hear. For him, because he he actually like that was a really well taken goal. Um, Paqueta scored a penalty. Uh, really well, I thought it was good. Yeah, he was. He was so Chelsea. Um, is it teething problems or is there a bigger thing going on there that we need to potentially watch out for? I think teething. I think teething problems personally, but also at the same time, like I like I think we kind of touched. I touched on it last week, but I'm sorry, like. I'm I'm not giving them any sort of pass. Like for the amount of money that, that they've spent, they have they have to get top four. I, I'm sorry, or at least that they have to they have to get UCL football this season. I'm I'm sorry. I think I think like they've spent way too much money for you to say, oh yeah, it's that's not going to be the case. But then and then but then also the thing which I find a bit weird is maybe because they because of the way the market is, but for the amount of money they've spent with a lot of their players, like. For the amount of money they spent, you'd think the quality would be higher. Do you know what I mean? Because mm. like I think I think Marlo Gusto looks. I think he looks. I think he looks good. That um, I can't. That Diassi guy. Yep. Excellent. I, I I don't I don't think he, I don't think he looks that good. I can't know. I he don't can think, pass though. He can pass. Yeah. Yeah, he's really good. But he though. I don't I don't think he as a defender I don't think that that looks good. Chua like Chua's all right, so he's there. Um. Obviously, to be fair, like they they yet to they haven't started the the Caicedo Enzo midfield with whoever else. Maybe if it's Gallagher or whatever, I think that will be. I feel that would be quite that would be quite nice and that would be good. But um, yeah, and then up front, Nicholas Jackson. Like I, yeah, he he's young in it and it's his first season, or whatever. But I don't know. Like, I feel like they they will have they're gonna have teething problems, and I feel like. They have got quality, but at the same time, I'm just like I don't, I don't know, I don't know with them. But they, I think they're they're interesting to watch. Yeah, 
who um I was thinking about it the other day. How many of their players have played like two solid seasons of of like senior football? Raheem Sterling, Enzo Fernandez. I don't even think Enzo Fernandez, you know. Has he not? No, like bro, bro, he came from like Argentina, like literally like last year. You know, he was in Benfica for six months, and then yeah, I don't know that. So, so like we're we're literally wait we're we're judging a team based off potential. Like we're waiting to see yeah. if these guys yeah. can all yeah do something. Like I've not even really played. Mudrick barely played senior football. That's true. Yeah. So, Sterling Sterling was was electric. Um. So all the people in our, you know, in our comments talking about how Sterling's finished and this and that, like, you saw, you saw with your own eyes. They're just talking about gigs though, aren't they? Yeah, it's in relation to gigs, but, you know, they were saying he's finished, but, yeah, no, nah, I think Steve put it perfectly. We can't really say much because it is all potential, isn't it? Until the season is up and running, it's it's yet to be, it's yet to, yeah, we'll see, we'll see. I don't know why Poch has suddenly switched from like playing the four three three pretty pretty much all preseason to like going into three four. He was he was doing he was playing three I think he was playing. I don't three. think so. In preseason he was I think they I played Newcastle and they switched to a three. Okay, because like, I don't know my my friend um a friend was saying how like he do, he doesn't get it because like they were playing maybe they did play it for like and we've seen Poch periods play, like Poch has been play, he's played three like during his. His time as a manager, we've seen that. That's not new. At PSG, he was doing that. Yeah, at PSG, he he was doing it. But I I don't know. Like from what I, from what I saw with Chelsea, they they may have like been going in and out of it. But for the majority of preseason, they they weren't playing this system. And now he suddenly just switched to it. So it's a bit it's a bit weird. But guessing wants them to be tactical tactically flexible, and then I guess you have to you have to adapt in it. So That's correct. That is correct. So right, boys, that brings us to the end. Um, it's champ and champ time. Um, who wants to kick us off? To be fair, can I kick us off? I've got an announcement to make actually. Um, so it's been, you know, it's, it's been it's been a good couple of years. You know, I'm not too sure. Over a decade, I think I've been. My allegiances have lied with Barcelona Football Club, FC Barcelona. But I um today, I have to announce that I have become a Madrid star. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't relate to Barcelona anymore. I don't relate Why? to Barcelona. I just don't, man. I, just, I don't relate. I look up. I look at Real Madrid. I see young, black, talented players, and I and I just I see myself when I see Real Madrid nowadays. You know, there's Jude Bellingham, there's Vinicius, there's Camavinga, there's who else, man? Mendy, Rodrigo. Eva. There's Rodrigo. What Mendy? What Mendy are you talking about? Ferland? Yeah. No, nah, I wouldn't say him. And Bappe's obviously gonna go there. So like I just see a core, you know, a core, young, amazing, amazingly talented team. And and I just see myself when I when I see that. So yeah, my champ of the week is Jude Bellingham. Uh three goals in two games. He's settling into Madrid like, you know, like it's nothing. The, the, he's a kid. Bellingham is actually a kid. Like, he's at the biggest club in the world and he's he's just making it look easy. So, yeah, Jude is my, um, my champ of the week. Uh, my champ of the week has got to be... 
got to be it's got to be Man United, man. It's got to be Man United. Like they're just they're not getting it right on the pitch, not getting it right off the pitch. You know, it's it's not looking good over there right now. But obviously, anything you know, it's a long season. But right now, you know, I've, I've just got to do it. I've got to give them my chump of the week. My champ of the week goes. I was going to give it to Bellingham, Bellingham as well, but since that's already taken, I'm going to give it to um, I'm going to give it to Victor Oshiman. You know, scored um, first game of the season, two goals, picking up where he left off. If indeed. that's the saying, indeed, indeed. And then um, my champ of the week it goes to Everton because that was embarrassing from what I saw from them. My champ of the week is Neymar. Um, <laughs> sorry, why isn't he injured, bro? He's gone and he's gone and secured himself generational, generational wealth <laughs> by, go- by going to Saudi. I know, obviously, everyone's saying, you know, he's 31, he could have been this, that, but bro, he's made a very, very smart business decision, very smart business decision. So, yeah, man, you can do whatever you want now, like you're doing what you were doing before. Checking out, like, you know, taking lots of time off, partying in different cities when you had Champions League games, like, the following night. You can do all of that. You could put on as much weight as possible, and I'm sure he'll still score, like, 20 to 30 goals easily in that league. So, listen, credit to him. My chump of the week is um, Eric Ten Hag. Um, Put all your eggs in one basket with Mason Mount, and it's not working, man. Should have taken it easy. Should have just waited. If they waited, because no one else was going in for Mount, they might have been able to get Mount for what? 30 million? 40 million? Nah, no way. You don't think so? He's in the last nah. year of his contract. 50. No one wants Mount. It would have been 50 because he's English as well. Is I think would have been interested. And they, and they know United won him and they know United the chumps. Mm. They would have paid 50. Right, because fair. like, do you know what? Do you know what? It's, it's even better they've done it now because if they, because typically, if 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 they put in the performance that they did or they they had the result that they did on the weekend, one more loss next week, the Norwich Stars Norwich Stars come out, and next thing you know, United are paying eighty million for him. So yeah. it's it's you know it's 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 better they did it now because they they would have panicked if if they didn't they would have panicked and they would have paid twenty million more than. You what know what's so hilarious? Like the Norwich Scarf thing is so but, funny to me. Going off for the past few years, what if they're saying is not even entirely inaccurate? Bro, this is what they did with Casemiro. Like, this is what they did with Casemiro last year. The year before that, didn't they? Didn't that's isn't that what they did with like Ronaldo and and like Verano or something like that? Is what is what they do? They like they they have they have a couple of bad performances. Like I said, the Norwich scars come out, and then the one that looks like there's some other there's some other flag that they have that looks like um it's like red, white, and black. I, I can't remember what country is it Egypt or anyway. There's there's one flag that they bring out along with the Norwich scars, and then United panic and they they overpay for a player, and then. It papers over the cracks and then they, they rinse and repeat. I mean, okay. I understand why their fans have frustration with the Glazers because the Glazers allow people like Ten Hag to make the decision to, to go and spend 100 million euros on Anthony. They need to support... Anyway, we'll, we'll talk about United another time. But I can understand the frustration with the Glazers. You know, they're not even sending the club. What happened with that? To be fair, they said Who's that... that they're they exploring up. the options of selling the club. They didn't actually come out and say that they are going to sell the club. Yeah, but why did get everyone so excited? So people are so excited, man. Listen, like I said, man, United—they've got a lot. 
So a lot that's not going right for them. You know the song Arab Money? We got Arab Money. Era, era, era. I kept hearing that on the TL. You know, I was getting so excited. I told you, I was funny, man. As if that even would have done much, it would Anyway, guys, thank you all for listening. Uh, we hope you guys have a good rest of the day, a good rest of the week, and we'll be back here, same time, same place, with that same brilliant content. We are out. Love. Okay. Bye.